Podcast promoting female musicians and artists. Today I am joined by Elle and Bryony of Heavy Blues Rock Two Piece, Salt and Steel. Thanks so much for coming in to 2SER. Thanks for Our having pleasure. us. I was reading that the genesis of the band was actually related to a broken down car. <laughs> it's true. Can you tell us yeah. that story? <laughs> okay, so we're traveling in New Zealand, living in a little station wagon at the time. And uh, yeah, the car broke down. I had my guitar with me at the time um, and Ellie had just kind of bought a little djembe, always wanting to play drums. And we just thought we need to make some cash. So we hit the streets and and um, started busking, trying to get our car back on the road after yeah. we'd broken <laughs> down, really. Um, I, hadn't, I hadn't really played an instrument before then, so I just sort of thought I'd give it a crack oh, really yeah <laughs> so, that was, so that was cool but um when we got back to Australia we we're like oh how about we do an open mic and sort of it's just sort of rolled into another open mic into a gig into another gig and and here here we are now yeah here you are in the Twistyr studios <laughs> yeah <laughs> how long were you busking before you could fix your car um a little while I think the unfortunate thing was you know the night before it had broken down, we're like, you know, let's treat ourselves. Like, let's go out, buy some drinks, buy some dinner. You know, we'd never spend our money, but that night we're like, let's treat ourselves. And then the next morning the car didn't start. So, Mm. um, (laughs) yeah, I think we just spent a couple of days, a couple of days busking and then we're right to go. It it takes a little while for money to transfer over from Australia. So that was kind of our problem at the time as well. That's right, (laughs) yeah. So we needed to um, wait four days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great starting the band story. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been doing loads of traveling. You're yeah. traveling around in your van at the moment, and I also see you're going to a lot of cold places as well. Yeah. But you're from a very nice, warm, sunny place. How has your last couple like month in the south in the in the sort of cold regions playing loud rock music band. Uh, <laughs> look, it's been it's been pretty cold but um pretty beautiful at the same time. There's been yeah, lots of new places we've gotten to explore. I think in just the last three weeks we've played in South Australia, Broken Hill, Melbourne, Sydney. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's been good and it was cool to get to the snow for a little bit as well. I've only ever seen the snow a couple of times, so it was so good to be in the snow. Went on a little hike, didn't do any snowboarding or anything, but I'm keen to go back and do that next year, I reckon. It's been a big tour. Yeah. How how kitted out is your van? Yeah, we bought the van just before we headed off on this tour, and um, we pretty much bought it, like, the day before we had to head off so we got it and I just said hey dad do you reckon you can put a bed in the back in a day and he um he went for it so we just got a little bed set up we've got um a little gas stove cooker as well but um but keen to um renovate it more when we get back up north so we're gonna 
kind of pull everything out and start again, work with the blank canvas and pretty excited for that to do a bit of reno on the van. <laughs> is, is the van a good place for writing music? It has been good actually. Um, with the with the size of the van, it's a it's just in comparison to what we've had. Um, so so we had a high ace before, just a just a normal size high ace. When we bought it, it was a good size, but when you when you put all your music gear in, guitars, drum kit, subs, subs speakers, <laughs> mixer, sort of your space starts to get pretty limited. Mm. <laughs> so that so that van was a little bit hard to sort of work with. But since we got this one, I feel like there is so much more inspiration yeah. and comfortability you and know, stuff for, for writing. We can write and acoustically jam. And, you know, there's been times we've just stopped at a rest spot and fully set up the drum kit and stuff. Like I've got a battery powered amp as well for busking. So that that kind of helps. We can just set up outdoor. Yeah. <laughs> it must be really freeing because you can just go wherever you want. It is. It's It's been really nice. It's Yeah. The only downfall with this new van is it's a long wheelbase sprinter. It's really big. So when you're coming to the city, it's so hard to, to, to maneuver around the, the streets and find parking and stuff. Yeah, parking must be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, only in busy areas. Uh. Yeah, generally it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has largely been an automotive discussion last yeah. so far. <laughs> we should talk about your music. Yeah. You are also... Uh, but you were in Broken Hill as well. I want to talk about that. How was your gig in Broken Hill? It was cool. It was really cool. We'd never been out there before and the drive there was just, it was beautiful. It was so dry and red, but you know, it's got its own kind of beauty. And, um, yeah, everyone there was just really stoked and really happy and yeah, it was good. Yeah. I'm so used to seeing front lawns and stuff but it's just dirt in town every right. no, no one has lawn <laughs> it's just dirt yeah <laughs> how did you find the venue that you played at oh that was so beautiful though yeah just really lovely and and stoked to have us there and stoked to get us back I think it's not Broken Hill isn't somewhere that many bands would choose to kind of tour through so I think I think it's kind of important to go play in rural areas because, yeah, there's a lot of people that love music there. It's just they don't necessarily get music, go through there. Mm. Yeah. You were also, I mean, in terms of moving around to play music here in Sydney at the moment for the Sydney Folk Festival that happened on the weekends. Um, tell us about the vibe at the Folk Festival. Cool. Well, I think we were one of the heavier bands for mm. sure at the festival, but it was really cool. The um, the Bottlers, which is a Sydney band, were pretty awesome as well. They're a big band, right? Yeah, they just had... They just had half of them there, I think, for the festival, but they were unreal. And then, you know, we got to sing some sea shanties and stuff <laughs> as well. That was, yeah, there was some fun stuff happening. It was cool. I saw her on the website because I like unusual instruments. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about your Malaysian, or sorry, what, what did you call it? Uh, uh, well, it's just like, it's a piccolo guitar. So, yeah, I just picked it up traveling through Malaysia as a as a... 
extra way to kind of write our music without, yeah, carting too much around. I saw on the website that they had a, some quite a few different people playing different instruments. Did you see that as well? Some weird and wonderful tools on display there? Yeah, we get... I guess that's the that's the real cool thing about folk music and bluegrass music is people just make instruments out of yeah. anything, you know, <laughs> which is cool, <laughs> really cool. I, I love percussion, so I love, um, yeah, seeing all the different types of percussive instruments people make and, that, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I, um, I play the harp as well, so it was cool seeing some other harp players play, which is cool. They also, did they have some kind of, because I saw there's a guy, there's a historian called Elijah Wald. Okay. And he is, I have one of his books about Robert Johnson. And he was like a blues musician, but then he's a blues historian as well. Yeah. So it seems like they had some kind of maybe educational aspect. Did you guys get to check uh, any of that out? I was probably stuck or? in the pub at that stage. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. You were otherwise engaged. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I know they had lot, lots of cool stuff happening. We've been talking that you've been traveling around so much and this has been for the touring this single for the beast the devil and me so let's have a listen to that now and then we'll come back and have a chat about it this is salt and steel's new single the beast the devil and me
that was the new track called The Beast, The Devil, and Me, the newest single. That is, I mean, the recordings, it's really big sounding. Yeah. You are a two-piece. Have you always played as a two-piece, and was it a two-piece, like, during the recordings? Yeah, so when we started, my brother's a bass player, and he played with us a few little shows, but, um, yeah, mainly it has just been us two. You know, when we play live, I have a few little tricks with my um, guitar. I play through a bass amp and a guitar amp. You're splitting your signal. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of gives us some of the low end as well. Um, when we when we recorded, Brad Hoskins played, put the bass down for us, which was pretty cool. But um, we tried to keep it simple and, and how it would be on stage when when we're doing it, mm. I think, yeah. Yeah, there's a, um, when we play live, we like to, I guess, really give it our all and, and perform and, and like kind of move a lot and stuff. And I feel like the difference between like the live show energy and the recording energy it, it is different. Like when you listen to a recorded song over and over compared to um, performing a song and hearing it live. So we sort of wanted to give, there's like a few layers in that but it's like just giving it that that energy that extra energy Mm. like you would have it on stage yeah yeah because it's really hard to when you're in the studio it's more about precision yes absolutely and it's hard to couple the two yeah giving like the wild performance yeah but also the like note yeah precision yes it's like a tightrope Trying to get yeah. the balance, <laughs> the balance between the two. It is like sometimes before a show, it's you know okay, like how hard do I rock out? Like I really want to rock out, but I really want to hit all my notes. Yeah. Mm. So it's just yeah, it is that fine balance you got to find. Yeah. I always used to get in trouble for moving too much. <coughs> excuse me during the solos. Yeah. And playing about a third of the notes notes correctly. <laughs> and- <laughs> Are you the kind of person <laughs> yeah. who wants all the pedals or you have a pretty simple room? I see I like to keep it simple, but um I think know, I'm I'm the one that's always pushing yeah, Brian. Ellie's to use been pushing more. me. Ellie's <laughs> like, hey, I got your new pedal. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it's good. We um you know, Ellie is the drummer, but we do work on our sounds and stuff together absolutely. So it's yeah, it's a combined process. Are you conscious of developing a tone? Like your own tone or does it just happen naturally? Um, absolutely. And, and still, still really, really trying to get there, but, um, to exactly what we want, pretty happy, but, um, yeah, still a long way to kind of go to get exactly what we want. I I think, think. I think as, as you kind of grow and learn more, it sort of changes, doesn't it? Like what you, what you like and and mm. that so it's sort of it's at a point where it's cool now but we're just sort of I don't know still developing and changing and learning new things and more technology comes in and <laughs> yeah we feel yeah. like we're always just a little bit off that point but it's yeah it just kind of keeps moving yeah <laughs> which is cool because you've always got a goal to kind yeah. of reach. It's like a moving target <laughs> yeah <laughs> We heard your single. Uh, so you released an EP in 2018, but you at the moment you're sort of 
releasing, I guess, a run of singles. And I understand yes. there's kind of a concept behind that. Can you tell us a yep. bit about the singles that uh, will be coming out? Yeah, so we're following the elements, earth, air, water, and fire. Um, I think our songs have always been really inspired by nature and the forces around us. It's just kind of how we've always always written. Um, but I think work, well, not work, music got really, really busy there last year and we're kind of constantly on tour driving to these amazing places but not actually getting to see the nature, like just driving past the waterfalls pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I think we kind of had a bit of a writing block so we thought, look, if we make, make it our goal to to write about the elements, we need to go out and be inspired by the elements again. So We're actually on um, – we it was a tour we were on last year and we were driving back from Cooktown from a little festival we played up there and on the way back, it just sort of like, oh, we're just on the, like we were beelining at home now. We should be out exploring. It just sort of came from there. So we got a lot of our ideas when we're on car trips because we, I think, because we just drive so much. Mm, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a time to think. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of giving yourself that creative, I guess, that limitation that this is what you're doing. Yep. It's going to be focused on nature so that you can really sort of zone in on that. Yeah, yeah, cool. absolutely. And so it's going to the plan is more uh, a release of, I guess, a run of singles. Yeah. Is it leading towards planning for an album? Or? Yes, yes, yeah. Okay. It's leading towards an album um, for next year, which we're really, really excited about because um, I just feel like an album is such a journey. So it's really, it's really fun to be creating that. You've yeah. been through the EP process. Now it's time to do the full-length album. Yeah. <laughs> Brownie's always um, on my back about listening to albums from start to end. Sure. Straight through. Yeah. It's like a story, a journey through it. So I think um, Brownie was really keen to have, like, to be able to do that as well. So EPs, series of songs, but, yeah, to have that full album is pretty special. Yeah. The, yeah, there's a sort of a story or narrative running through the album. Yeah. Yeah. That is not really appreciated when you have a playlist on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pick yeah, one completely. from here, pick one yeah. from here. <laughs> I also have a, a kind of thing about the magic of first albums as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. I really like a lot of my favourite artists. I almost love their first album first. Yeah. Even, if the best, even though I'm not supposed to. I actually really love the first <laughs> the first Bob Dylan yeah. album. Yeah, cool. Is amazing. I think he was 19. It's just self-titled. And it's mainly blues covers. Yeah. And it's the best. It's just it's him sitting in like a creaky chair as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess there's a kind of rawness that you can't replicate mm. when you're 40 or whatever. Yeah, that's it. It I don't know that we can we can focus so much on on getting everything perfect, but I think sometimes there's just that little magic in in the that not necessarily cool, yeah. errors, but yeah, the little things that come up, quirky things that come up in in recordings. It's time for the segment, Tell Me a Thing, where I give you a list of topics and ask you to tell me something about one of them. The topics are musical equipment, recording equipment, Patti Smith, punk rock, 
poetry, death, and politics. So, Salt and Steel, <laughs> can you please, I guess, each tell me something about one of those topics? Well, I'm going to go with death. Okay. Um, I think it's it has been a theme in a bit of my writing lately because, you know, it is the one thing that is inevitable for for all of us. But I think I think there's such a beauty in that because we only have we only have this time here and how we choose to share each moment is so much more special. Um, Do you think that writing about it helps you understand it better? Yeah, absolutely. It just helps explore and I guess, yeah, in a way, like appreciate life more because of it. It has been a very popular topic on the segment, which has been interesting. Yeah. But I think it's something that is really, it's been so far removed from like modern life. We don't have Mm. to think about it. So I think it's kind of interesting sometimes to discuss. Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Do you listen to read poetry or listen to other songs, particularly with those themes as well? You know, you're seeking that out or it's just sort of something that's flowing out of you? Yeah, I think it's just something that's... um yeah, just kind of been been flowing, really. Um, you know, as we are speaking before, we're doing the Element series and the next one that we're doing is, is Earth and it's all about kind of coming from the Earth and going back to the Earth. So, yeah, the, the cycle of life. Elle, do you have a... Uh, have you made a choice <laughs> from the list? I'm not as poetic as Bryony. Bryony writes all the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I mean, it's something that because we've been recording a lot lately and I guess I'm finding an interest in lately is um, I guess musical equipment and, and I guess recording equipment goes into that as well. It's amazing technology today or now it's um just so there's so many possibilities like it's endless really the things that you can do um I'm just gonna I guess talk about drums with with the the equipment and that's um just like between with at the moment drum triggers so turning an acoustic drum kit into a hybrid kit so it gives the acoustic sound and electronic sounds okay so cool yeah how does that work yeah (laughs) they're literally just um triggers on on um on the drums so say on your snare drum or your your kick drum and you you put it on there so every time you hit it 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 fills the vibrations and then triggers that sound as well so it just sort of doubles up yes and you can use whatever sound you want so if you wanted to sort of double up a snare sound on your snare um or have like a tambourine sound or something totally weird and wacky you can just you're just able to to do that, so it's sort of sort of coming into with our recording. Um, we're I guess we're testing different waters at the moment, and I'm I've started using a, a drum machine as well. So we're just sort of bringing that into the set and bringing that into our recording, and I think it's really cool. Just to as we we're talking before about um, I guess growing and learning and 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 stuff like that. It it's like. I don't know. It's just um, so cool to be able to bring that in and turn turn our, I guess, 
such like acoustic. Brunny used to play acoustic guitar mm. and now she plays electric and going from a wooden box drum to a whole drum kit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the really cool thing with with your triggers that you're using is that we're not losing the acoustic sound of the drum mm. kit. You know, you get that plus this this added tone that yeah. you can add to yeah. it. And so really you, can cool. you program that to be any sound or yes. like a drum machine? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you play th- so when you play live do you use those? Um I I've have I have played with the drum machine a bit. Um I'm just sort of taking it out of the set cuz we're going to redevelop the show for the for our album and for the next tour so um and I think a lot of that electronic or some of those electronic sounds will come in more and I will start using it. Okay. Yeah. So many possibilities. Yes. Do you ever get afraid that there's too many possibilities and you push too far away from from those days of busking? Uh, Like do you ever fear that it transitions too far? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, It's I think it's about I think it's about knowing what you don't want as well mm. because yeah you can you can jump and jump onto um like ableton or logic or something and then use one sound and do like a million different things with it but you just need to kind of narrow it down to what you actually sort of do want and i'm i'm so interested in all this at the moment so it's just cool to be able to have a goal so to have a goal to bring it into our set so i can learn more and more about it Cool. Whether or not it stays is, yeah. Well, we're very yeah. much looking forward to hearing the album then. Yeah, awesome. With all these gnarly triggers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the thing, you know, we might as well give everything a go and yeah. we, no, we don't have to stay with it. We just don't want to be afraid to try new things. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. Exploring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's been really you. great talking it's to you. It's been thank lovely. You. Cheers. Rock is proudly produced in the Sydney studios of Do SER 107.3.